the findings that I'm presenting are based on a knowledge, attitude, and practices survey that was conducted um, in Mon, Kayin, Bago East, and KR states, with villages directly impacted by landmines. So the villages had reported an accident with a landmine since 2010. So they were in government-controlled areas, mixed-controlled areas, and um, Karen KNU-controlled areas. Um, the field work was undertaken, as you would all imagine, by a very strong group of local volunteer representatives from civil society, faith-based organizations, and a strong project team that without their insight um, and analysis, this data would not be as rich and contextualized. So the topic was about community protection, um, and I presented on this before, and noting that the panel today was on livelihoods, I thought I would actually change tack a little bit and just focus on some of the areas where landmine use is interacting with livelihoods to try and give you a broader idea of some of the issues around you know, businesses entering areas after the ceasefire. So two, two kind of statistics to start with. 48% um, of those people that we interviewed reported that landmines are a problem in their everyday life. And 22% reported that landmines keep their village safe. So how do we account for this seeming uh, juxtaposition or, or, or difference? And I would like to, to put forward two, two, two reasons why this, this, this occurs. The first is that landmine use by communities are part of a militarized strategy to preserve or protect their land, natural resources, seen by them to belong to them and that need to be safeguarded. And that mines are used for protection because if an enemy is approaching, they can warn of you know, the danger coming. These are two kinds of, um, of ways I think that's important. Mark Duffield says that chronic emergency in Myanmar is the exposure of a population to risk and uncertainty and the exercise of arbitrary personal power. So the use of landmines has occurred in an environment where there are multiple militarized actors engaging with the communities. So the militarized actors, there's not just one or two, but there are several existing at a community level. Some have good relationships, some don't. And landmines are part of a broader strategy of communities to try to create some form of power or negotiation around their local area. So for many villagers, the risk posed by mines is only one risk with which they must live. It gives them little choice but to see landmine use as a risk relative to others. So the, the objective of villages is to somehow balance the multitude of risks that they have on a daily basis to survive. And I think Ashley South said it well when he said, self-protection and survival mechanisms um, can sometimes expose vulnerable people to further risks. And that is the risk of losing crops, 
losing stores of rice, losing orchards, or being interviewed or interrogated by militarized actors against the risk of protection from their landmines. So the second point is, is there has to be some form of risk assessment, some way of, of looking at the different kinds of risks. And when we ask respondents what kind of activities were they doing when they had an accident with the landmine, the majority responded by saying they were collecting forest products. 65% of respondents reported that the majority of accidents resulted from collect entering areas to collect forest products. And I'm sure, you know, Tim and, and Gerard can, can talk about more about the importance of forest products to, to the daily lives of, of the community and to the families. Um, when I asked um, some of the key, key informants about this in Cayenne State, they said that economic needs are considered more important. And um, Ruth Bottomley, who's researched a lot of these issues in Cambodia, she has a great statement that says, the risk of not being able to feed a family or to secure land can sometimes only be addressed through undertaking a high-risk activity. Navigating forest lands known to be mined in search of livelihoods is one of them. And what a choice. Um, despite these risks, research conducted by Matt Schisler reported that communities expressed concern that while the current ceasefire has improved freedom, it has also increased the number of business activities in ceasefire areas. These business activities may or may not have the support of the local community. So feedback that we gathered from all five uh, states and regions confirmed that landmines were a means of community protection that had not reduced significantly under the ceasefire process. Communities are retaining the use of landmines as a means to protect community resources from new threats from business and development. One key informant uh, said to us, if, our, if we remove our landmines, then our forest will be gone. Another said, it is too early for demining as many businesses entering these, uh, entering these areas. So the ceasefire, in a way, is are exposing communities to new and perhaps more serious threats to their livelihoods. In response, communities are using militarized strategies, including landmine use, to contain encroachment and protect their assets. So landmine use presents an unenviable choice at a community level between exposure to risks from other threats, the need for food security, future livelihood versus the risk of injury. It doesn't mean that <coughs> villagers are victims. This shows a level of agency and Ruth Bottomley also says, for many villagers, the risk posed by mines is only one of many risks with which they live, which gives them little choice to see landmines as relative to other risks. The objective of villagers is to somehow balance the multitude of risks they face 
on a, a daily basis in order to survive. So given this, what is a way forward? In Myanmar's case, and from my understanding, the prevailing militarization of population groups in the country would not significantly shift until negotiations on security governance are worked through. Negotiations will need to speak to broader issues of security sector governance and interim authorities that Tim so, so well, well um, covered. So bearing this in mind, most recently, the Joint Monitoring Committee um, mentioned that they would take responsibility of landmine issues, particularly in Kayin State. Is this the right avenue to discuss uh, landmine issues, given what we've shared? I've shared the today. And rather seeing as demining as a technical input into a peace process, is it better to look at the use of community protection frameworks as a basis for integrating community-led risk management approaches around landmines, <coughs> examining existing coping strategies to localize threats, and using these efforts to not only contain the use of landmines, but increase or adapt other options or in introduce new options for improving security. Thank you. Thank you.